8 o'clock. Thanks for joining us, Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. A variety of things to talk about today. Court storming, how would you solve the problem? To tase everybody. Get like a giant yeah. taser to come down. Yep. And it shoots Zap. electricity all over the court. Use a Maybe t-shirt cannon loaded with pepper spray. Electrify the court. Just do that. Exactly. I have still, an LED cord at the All-Star game. I still like my idea of a moat with sharks with That's freaking good. lasers. Yeah. Just, freaking uh, laser beams on their head. Do you think they're going to mess with a shark with a laser on its head? I don't think so. Realistically, you though, Scott we have, Evil out there. We we have we have I think a better solution we talked about, which I know some of those things have probably already have been implemented. Of telling fans, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. hey, you know, five minutes to go in the game. Let's. I feel a little better our, about telling our, Kyle Filipowski yeah. to hustle after Wyatt does. Yeah, I feel I, bad. I'm like well, Wyatt said it. Like, I, think, I right. think you kind of you know, when you lose, you're kind of stunned if you're him. Mm-hmm. And your your you know your 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 first thought is isn't about oh, I got to get back to the bench because they're going to storm the floor and I could get hurt here. It's I can't yeah. believe we just lost. I think you and need- and you're and you're in that moment. That's mm-hmm. where your mind is. You should situationally find people. And what I mean is this: if you're favored, you don't get to storm the court, punishment free. Okay. Wake Forest was two point favorites. They beat Duke. Which Vegas says they should have. Now, if you storm the court, Wake Forest gets fined. And then the athletic department, you know what? Double the student ticket price. You storm the court. We were favored. This is Wake Forest. You're supposed to be smarter than that. It's a really stupid look because we're supposed to be better. So here, you're paying double for this game. Next time Duke comes around, double the ticket prices. Surge pricing. Uber does it. It's not a bad idea. But there's, yeah, mm-hmm. if you're, you're going to do this, then be prepared. You're, you're going to, if you're going to, you're going to pay more for this game. Right. It's a premium game. It's a game we know if you, and we're favored. We're not going to make you pay more for Georgia Tech because no one wants to watch that game anyway. Yeah. You're going to storm this court to beat Georgia Tech. Not, not then, this, not this day and age. With you Georgia should Tech. probably be, have to play the next game in an empty arena at that point. Let's go back to COVID. Is that what we're going to do? We're going to go back to COVID kind of thing? No. It's like, you know what? We're going to storm the court when we beat Mercer. Like, stop. Stop it. But situationally find them. Yeah. I could could see where that's that's an interesting Mm -hmm. way to approach it. Wake's 18 and 9. You were favored. You shouldn't have to storm. You should. should The insult to Duke is not storming the court. Yeah, you should act like. We expected this. We were favored. We expected it. Well done. Yep, exactly. Well done, Demon Deacons. We're going to sit in the stand. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. And just leave the building. Because <laughs> then Duke would be way more offended. The Jay Billises of the world, the big Duke guy, would be like, <gasps> well, they you should be storming, storming the, court. the court. That's a huge win. It gets to rival. Yeah. We're Duke. See, that, that, you're right. That would be so much more yep. dismissive. And insulting and fun if they just just turn around and mission accomplished and leave and then just walk only walk up the stairs like we knew this was going to happen. All right, so we got a, some text we want to get to before we go around the NFL. We got uh, cake in this morning. Cake's going to be hopping in here in a little bit. Morning. 
How are you? Uh, good. You're just getting got himself Chick-fil-A. A little, little hesitation there. I don't know. Good. Uh, uh, thanks. Yeah. Were you caught off guard by the question? What it sounded like? <laughs> no, just, you know, it's it's early morning. Because that was a challenging question. Really? How are, how are you? Hard-hitting interviews you, really, you, you do threw there, me Jim. A, you really threw me a curveball there, Jim. Yes, I fall in the, the lines of Mike Wallace. Dedicated professional. That's what he does. Keeps you off guard. It's, you know, it's just, it's rainy. It's a little gloomy outside, but we're all here. And you guys are getting ready to go out for uh, some Colorado Craft coffee and beer. That's right. Looking forward to that. From Av Day, coming up here in just a little bit, uh, top of the 9 o'clock hour. We'll be over there. Uh, let's see, going from Rick. Rick Nelson, American Family Insurance. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, guys. I would say keep him. This is Russell Wilson. Get some weapons around him with the draft. Otherwise, we're in the same boat for the next couple of years. My two cents. Have a great day. Likewise to you, Rick. Agreed. Then we have the polar opposite of this. Wow, you guys constantly bash Peyton, but give Wilson a pass. Wilson has done nothing in Denver. He hasn't been a leader, takes a ton of sacks, makes bad decisions. To the point, cousin, Cousins is the same as Wilson. Okay, so let's let's break that down. Number one, we've never given Russell Wilson a full pass on this. No. Russ does take too many sacks. Russ does not really throw the ball on time and rhythm. That's that's always been a Russell Wilson issue. But here's the thing. You're kind of you're stuck with him whether he's there or not. You're stuck with the ghost of Russell Wilson right. and all the dead money. If you, if you cut him loose. And are you going to, at this point in time, find better then? You're going to find better then. That's because that's what you need. That's mm-hmm. what you want. You're looking for better than Russell Wilson. And for me, on the other side of it, if you are going to treat the conduit to the fans like Sean Payton treats the media, I'm not going to give you the benefit of the doubt. He's kind of a jerk. And also... Without his one franchise, no other coach in the league gets as much of a pass on the, well, look at what a great, great coach this guy. Well, look at who he had. Even Andy Reid has done it with multiple quarterbacks. He didn't win a Super Bowl with Donovan McNabb, but he got to one. Four straight championships. Did it with Mike Vick. Kyle Shanahan's gotten to two Super Bowls with two jabrones, essentially. Not Not that Vick took them to a Super Bowl, but he won. Playoff games. With playoff games. Regular season games. Alex Smith had them Sean, playoff bound. I respect what Sean Payton has done from an offensive standpoint during all those years in New Orleans. They had perennially a top ten offense. They won a Super Bowl, which is which is a great accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Fifteen years ago, but we can't act like that. The Sean Payton does not deserve some some of the blame here as well. They they won eight games this year. They lost a, a they lost close games. They also got absolutely blown out, which is not all on him, but he is the head coach. But he assembled the staff. But he assembled the staff. George Payton did not walk into Sean's office and be like, hey, there's this guy, used to work here, we brought him back, charity case, here you go. No, Sean Sean Payton hired Vance Joseph. And the same respect of Russell Wilson, that it's not all on Russell Wilson. It's not all Sean Payton's fault either. Everybody, like, use one of Sean's favorite quotes. There's a lot of dirty hands here. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a lot of dirty hands here. And was Denver better than they've been? Yes. Was Russell Wilson better at quarterback than what they've had in recent years? Yes. It's a low bar, I understand. Bar's but low, still, he but better's better. Yeah. 
but you financially tied yourself to this guy. You made that decision. Ownership did. John Payton didn't make that decision, but ownership did. And so you have they to find... They were a better defense away uh, from winning 10 games this year. True. E- even though the offense at times and Russ was not great, mm-hmm. he was he was better than good enough to the, for this team to at least potentially be a playoff team. Remember, they were 0-2 with a negative three-point differential. That's almost doing it on purpose. Losing two games by three combined points to at home to two not very good football teams. Teams, you can make the case, maybe not the Raiders, but definitely the Commanders, you were better than. Yeah, should have beat the Commanders. Two, a, a little bit better defense in the second half of that Commanders game, you win that. You win that game. That Patriots game around Christmas, they should have won that one easily. Yeah. You were five points away from beating the Texans. Three points shy against New England. You turn those three games around, you're looking at an 11-16. And still probably, Russell Wilson did nothing this year. Like, okay. There's no winning. People who don't like Russ are not going to like Russ going into next season and and i guess i I question the text too he's not been a leader so what what is he supposed to be doing that he's not doing we we criticize the dorkiness and some of those things the hiney stuff there's a Mm -hmm. there is there is a little look at me if you are i don't think you and i disagree with that in in the case of russ if this texter is a current denver bronco who's a fight 970 guy i would love to know about russell's lack of leadership in the locker room because we really look, don't know. Look in the Bears game. They they don't he threw for three touchdowns in that game. He threw for two twenty-three. He was twenty-one at twenty-eight in that game. They But he's they won, the fourth guy out of the tunnel. He's not a leader. They won that game because Russell Wilson was able to, to get some things going late and let him, you know, to a comeback where he scored seventeen points in the fourth quarter to win. In a game that no offense to the Bears. If Denver's that good, shouldn't have been shouldn't have been that kind of game. And he did it on the road. People forget that he did it on the road. Neither you or, or you nor I are sitting here saying Russ is the answer to all of our prayers, and that Russ is perfect, and he's Peyton Manning 2.0, and all these things. No, nobody's saying that. Russ does hold the ball too long. Mm-hmm. Russ makes some bad decisions. Russ was also dramatically better in year two than he was in year one in Denver. Contractually, you're in a bad spot. And you're going to be in a bad spot even if he's no longer there. And so at this point in time, with the options being... Tell me tell me an option right now that's dramatically better than Russell Wilson at this moment. That automatically go, yep, that's, that's an easy one. That's that a no-brainer. That doesn't put you in salary cap hell. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, statistically, more 4,000-yard passing seasons. Sure. Statistically, a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. But he hasn't won more championships, hasn't even got to an NFC championship game yet. Well, I think predict the excuse to absolve Sean Payton if Kirk Cousins doesn't work. And also, too, I think you guys were talking earlier, the contract he's going to expect is in the, what, $80 million, $60 to $80 years, million? $60 million is the kind of the base number that we're seeing it, how much so, that's guaranteed. So I mean, a large sum of it's going to be guaranteed, like his last deal was. So per year, that's 
thirty million. Yeah. For a guy generally not that much better than Russell who's Wilson going to at be, the end of the day. Yeah, who's going to be slightly older than Russ coming mm-hmm. off a significant injury and an yep. Achilles injury. And so who else is out there? Ryan Tannehill? <laughs> Jameis Winston? That's funny. Oh, my gosh. Gonna, People you, hate Russell Wilson now. Are you going to oh, if Mac Jones becomes available, are you going to kick the tires on Mac Jones and think, hey, you know, Belichick screwed that up, so... Maybe Sean can fix Mac Jones. Uh, that, uh, that's a possibility. Gonna call Philip Rivers. What Mitchell Trubisky? Yeah, there you go. I mean, I mean, I just and then Trubisky, the, uh, Tannehill, and, then the and Jared Stidham, and then Make the draft happen. to get up to where they need to get up to guarantee getting the guy they want. They're gonna have to give up a first round pick in probably twenty twenty five. Are you gonna be willing to do that? And is there any of the quarterbacks, any of them, from Caleb Williams? To Jaden Daniels, to, to Bo Nix, or any of them, you go, that guy guarantees better production than what you have from Russell Wilson. In year one, not in, not yeah. down the line, but in yeah, day exactly. one off the boat. And you essentially already have Bo Nix on the roster. Jared Stidham? Yes. Yeah, possibly. Just a little older and maybe a little taller. Could be could be the comp. I'd like to think Bo Nix has got more of a ceiling than Jared Stidham, but... I can't say that. I don't. I don't know that for certain. And so, we're, we're not. We're not giving Russ a pass here. It's kind of what financially the Broncos have have created the mess that the Penner family has cre- the Walton Penner Walton family have created here. And so you have to look around. And so okay, we're gonna, we're gonna have to financially pay for this. What what's the better alternative here? Take some pain. But the, the outcome is going to be better. Are any of these other things we just talked about going to be better than Russell Wilson? I can't say that right now. I don't think anybody can. Going from Russell Wilson to Kirk Cousins is going from faded glory to great value. <laughs> and and so Sean Payton does deserve some scrutiny, though. He does. Because he's going like, to make these decisions. I, I need to be more committed to the run. He said that, what, two or three times during the season when they, they stopped running the yeah. football? To me, great coaches take their system and they make it work with what they have. They have to tweak things. And Sean Payton's not willing to do that. And that's part of the problem here. You know, did, did the Broncos brass walking in, did they put him in the best position? Probably not because they they could have, once again, we have to, I hate to relitigate this. He had two years left on his deal and they didn't need to do what they did. I understand why they did. Part of me, a was I acknowledged and I thought, okay, maybe it's the best move here. But they put themselves, they painted themselves in a corner by giving him the extension before they saw what, what it was going to look like. I think it's I think it's the Patrick Mahomes effect where you have Patrick Mahomes in your division and in your conference. He is locked up for the next 10 years. He's probably going to win all 10 of those years. And so every team from here on out wants a franchise quarterback locked in for at least five years guaranteed you know to succeed and they jumped the gun thinking well we've got russell wilson he's on a hall of fame trajectory let's lock this guy in so that we can compete with patrick mahomes and of course it didn't turn out you're that afraid way. because you're afraid you're going to lose him yeah Pretty i think much. there's a- you're going to play yourself he's going to play himself out of your mm-hmm. price range cake's got a point i think it was a panic extension it was a, we got our guy. Let's lock him in. Let's, well, let's, let's make it. sure he's the guy first. And then be prepared. You're going to have to pay the price to keep him around. 
if he does deliver. Got one from Jared. Uh, let's see. These quarterbacks in the last 10 to 15 years have inflated stats because of the rules favoring the offense. It's insane comparing some of those guys. Delway, Marino, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a lot of these guys are even comparable to Warren Moon. And while you're at it, get off Jared's lawn. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I agree. I just like to poke Jared a little bit. They're also playing more games now. Yeah. One game more than they did. Get off his lawn. Cut your hair, you hippies. See, we got a couple here by court. We got one by court storming. If you find schools for court storming, then schools might not allow it anymore. Tough tough spot to be in as a school. Go Buckeyes. Yeah. I agree with that text. Just up until the last part of it. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson comes off as an ultimate fake hustle D bag. As a lifelong Chiefs fan, I hope he stays in Denver. See, that's a text that is accurate. <laughs> Doesn't make it all his fault, though. <laughs> exactly. It is true. It He comes off as a fake hustle. There's no way this guy is really like this. But that still doesn't mean that it's all his fault. Doesn't mean it's all his fault, though. There are times Russ were like, geez, that's dorky or that's kind of phony. Yeah. But it doesn't mean like that everything that's going yesterday. on is his, his fault. It's his problem. The quarterback room with Cousins and Wilson will be one shirt, a Russell Wilson jersey, on Russell Wilson, and Kirk Cousins in no shirt. It would be awesome. Or something his wife picks out for him. Yeah, some I'd, I'd crack on it, but I'm wearing one. Kind of a plaid-ish. <laughs> yeah, you're wearing yeah. very much a Kirk Cousins outfit Absolutely. today. It was not bad. You're wearing pants today, though, right? You're not wearing the shorts? I'm not wearing corduroys, no. I'm okay. not wearing my man pre's. I'm wearing okay. actual pants. Because I don't... I don't think that's a look Cousins would rock. I just don't think so. He's, he's a man breed George. He's, he's a docker yeah. pants kind of guy. They're, they're shorts for a regular proportioned person, but for me, they look like man breeze. Yeah. Yep. All right. We I feel like we've already been in around the NFL, but we'll go ahead and got a couple things to get to. The latest on the Broncos and the league. It's around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. All right. According to the Denver Gazette's Chris Thomason, the Broncos and impending free agent kicker Will Lutz have mutual interest in a multi-year deal. According to Thomason, uh, that uh, the Broncos are expect they're not expected to uh, sign Lutz to the franchise tag. Uh, sources said there's a mutual interest in Lutz resigning in a March resigning with the team of a multi-year deal. He had a good year. As much as we cracked on that and said, "Why are they trading for Will Lutz? What kind of you know idiotic thing was that?" He went 30 out of 34, 29 out of 31 on point afters. Still probably could have kept Brandon McManus and had comparable numbers, but. I look forward to the text. McManus actually went 30 of 37. Okay. <laughs> we know we're going to get one. We know, you know it's going to happen. But you know absolutely it's going to happen. Elam, Vinatieri, Tucker, those are the only three guys you franchise tag as kickers. I'm sorry. Yeah, and they're, they're not going to do that with Will Lutz. Yeah, kickers are people not. and football players, too, but they are immensely interchangeable if you're not those three guys. All right, also Pro Football Talk, they have their uh, top 100 free agents. Have you seen the list? I have not. Who's number one? Well, both of you guys guess. Uh, ooh. Chris Jones. Okay, you? Baker Mayfield? Chris Jones. Sorry, Cake. That's all right. Um, see where let's see where Baker is on this list. Before we uh, before we get to that, let me get to Baker's fifteenth. I am the smartest man alive. Good for you. Thank you. Uh, I figured quarterback <laughs> would be high up there, but 
Who's number two? Is it the aforementioned Kirk Cousins? I'm, I'm going to also guess Kirk ding, Cousins. Ding, 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 gentlemen. Look at me. Followed by Jags edge rusher Josh Allen. Bengals receiver T. Higgins, though, take him off because he, he got tagged, he got got tagged, tagged huh? yesterday. Got tagged. Followed by Ravens defensive tackle Justin Matabuki. Uh, believe sure. I believe that's sure. how you pronounce yeah, it. We'll go with that. Uh, Bears cornerback Jalen Johnson. Buccaneers safety Antoine Winfield. Panthers edge rusher Brian Burns. Dolphins defensive tackle Christian Wilkins. And then uh, Chiefs cornerback Legereus Sneed now, is 10th. I, I how- believe either just yesterday or today I, I saw that Shaq Barrett of the Buccaneers has just been released. Mm. So he's oh, probably somewhere going to be in the top 100 could list. That, could that be, could it be a Bronco reunion? Maybe. With Shaq Barrett? I Bring be Shaq opposed. Barrett, Shane Ray, bring them all back. <laughs> no, let's not bring Shane Ray back. Yeah. Let's not do that. Shaq Barrett, sure. That ship sailed. What's Vaughn doing right now? <laughs> well, that's a great question. Still with the Bills at the moment. Okay. So. Bring him back, too. Why not? All right. Before we play a Elvis AAA record over. stadium cinema, we did have a winner for Wrigley Field Cut of a Sports Trivia, correct? Yes, we did. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. From my records, first-time texter, first-time winner, Jordan correctly identifying Howler, the first. The abominable snowman. Abominable snowman, Yeti. And then they went to Bernie the St. Bernard, which, like, I had two St. Bernards when I was a kid. They're they're wonderful dogs. They they slobber a lot. A lot of health problems, but they're great dogs. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess it was more kid-friendly. Sure. Howler, Howler was too scary. I guess. That was dumb. I liked Howler Scariest much better. Scariest mascot in Denver is when Rocky passes out, <laughs> repelling from the floor. It's like, oh, my God, the person in there died. They just thump him on the court. <laughs> Drag him off. All right. So That's con- terrifying. So congratulations to Jordan. Yes. First time winner today. All right. It's time for Triple Play Record Stadium Cinema. <laughs> Know your sports TV shows and movies? Let's play Stadium Cinema on the team. Yes, up for grabs today. It is the downtown double play with triple play, courtesy of our friends at Triple Play Records and Junction Square Pizza. First text on the text line, 970-242-1340, to identify the following sports movie. Gets a $20 gift certificate to Triple Play Records, downtown Grand Junction, and a small antipasto salad, courtesy of Junction Square Pizza. If you've won any time in the last two weeks, including earlier this morning or yesterday... I think we should oh, hold on. That's a fat finger there. If you've won any time in the last two weeks, including earlier today or yesterday, you are not eligible to win the contest because you're still inside your two-week moratorium. If you won this prize last week... You are not eligible to play this week. First correct texted in answer identifying this sports movie wins with Triple Play Records Stadium Cinema. I think we should dedicate ourselves to uh, give our maximum effort to win this game. Yes, I believe we should all dedicate ourselves. Sorry. Maximum effort. Trying to direct. uh, You reverse Felsky. You had the mic on. Right. When you thought it was off. All right. So, uh, so first, first correct text gets the downtown double play with triple play again. If you want any time in the last two weeks, including last Tuesday, yesterday, or earlier today, sometimes we have to reinforce that. You are no longer eligible. Of course, uh, triple play records on Main Street. Uh, I think Rock's got a deal on turntables right now. Vinyl, mm-hmm. and of course, they know everything about disc golf. Get you set up, tell you where to play. Anything right circular gear. that spins. 
they've got it at triple yep. play records. And also, of course, the uh, small Anapasta salad and Junction Square Pizza, the downtown double play at triple play and Junction Square Pizza. All right. Uh, joining us right now, Michael McCormick with the Grand Junction Rotary. It's the Rotary Snowball Sweepstakes coming up this Saturday. Michael, thanks for coming in this morning. Appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. So we're going to get to watch the the balls roll down the hill at Wonder Bump up, up at Powderhorn and a right. chance to win $5,000. Give us yeah. all the details. Well, this is our eighth year in a row. And, uh, yes, the, the activity is we've got exercise balls, about 80 of them that we will inflate, put up in a net. For those of your, your fans and listeners that like sports and competition, there'll be a bit of a race. 80 exercise balls rolling about a quarter mile down a racetrack into a chute. The first eight balls that arrive in the chute will have uh, will determine who the winners are for $5,000 first prize. Second place is $3,000. Third place is $2,000. Fourth place is $1,000. The uh, lucky winners, of course, will, will win this $11,000, but the real beneficiaries will be anybody that is designated by the ticket buyer to receive the proceeds of the ticket sale. So, for example, the CMU Rotary team, uh, Rodeo team is trying to raise funds to cover cost of, of their club. And so when you purchase a ticket, you can see the drop-down menu, pick from that, for example, the CMU Rodeo team. And 80% of that ticket sale will go to the Rodeo team. The remaining 20% will be used towards our school supplies that we purchase in every August that we give to elementary schools and middle schools throughout the valley. And so it's a win-win situation. You have a chance to win cash and also designate a favorite charity. Fruit of Band Boosters is trying to support the cost of going to competitions. The Grand Junction Band Boosters are trying to buy new uniforms. The Delta Rot Rodeo, Rotary Club excuse me, is trying to raise funds for a scholarship for a student in Delta County. And you can designate from any of those groups when you purchase a, a ticket at rotarysnowball.com. The event is happening about 3 o'clock on Saturday. It's when the balls will actually roll down the hill. A, a person can purchase a ticket up until about 2.30 or maybe 3 o'clock at the, at the Powderhorn Mountain Resort, and at which time we'll shut down ticket sales, assign the combination of numbers off the balls to each ticket sold, roll the balls. The first eight balls will determine who the lucky winners are. So you do not have to be present, though, to You don't win, have correct? to be present to win. One ticket is $5. Uh, five tickets is $20. 30 tickets is $100. So there's a price break for each uh, level of tickets purchased. And, and please remember to designate which of the interested teams, charities, or clubs that you'd like to see receive the proceeds of your ticket sale. So a really fun, cool way yeah. to, uh, to help out uh, local nonprofits with the Grand Junction uh, Rotary Club, the downtown Rotary, doing this. And right. so, Michael, once again, give, give people uh, the details. They, they want to buy tickets online. How do they do that? To buy a ticket online, you'd go to rotarysnowball.com. I, I need, do need to say that this activity would not be possible without the support of our sponsors. We have TransWest Truck, Trailer and RV, Timberline Bank, Dalby Wendland CPA, and Thomas Hun Jewelry that provide all the cash for the actual prize winners so that all the ticket sales can go back to a designated charity. So once again, that's this Saturday, 3 o'clock. That's when the balls start rolling down Wonder yes. Bump up at Powderhorn. Yeah, yeah. And uh, once again, give people the, the location, the site to buy their tickets, Michael. So to buy the tickets, it's rotarysnowball.com. And the afternoon of Saturday, we will be contacting the four lucky winners. 
And then shortly thereafter, within a week or two, we'll be able to get together with all the groups that received uh, people designating their choice for their ticket proceeds. So we'll get all the cash back to those groups as well. Wonderful thing you guys are doing. How many years now for Eight this? Eight years. Eight years you've been yeah, doing this. Yeah, we've, we've raised over $200,000 so far to either give to the prize winners or to the different organizations that are benefiting from this. Well, fantastic. So uh, once again, one final time, that website to get your tickets for it's it. It's rotarysnowball.com. Please do visit the site. Please make a purchase. Select which group you'd like to see receive proceeds from your ticket purchase. And I hope the lucky winner is, is a, a listener of team. That'd be fantastic. That'd be great. So please do that today to uh, support the uh, Rotary of Grand Junction, the downtown uh, Rotary Club, when they do the the uh, really cool event. Once again, it's a Saturday, starts at 3 o'clock. It, uh, you can show up a little bit earlier, get your tickets up there as well at Powderhorn. And once again, that's the Rotary Snowball Sweepstakes. Michael, appreciate you coming in today. Thank you. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back in a little bit. We'll be over at uh, Cutter Craft Coffee and Beer for Mav Day today. Make sure you join us over there for that. And uh, we'll take a break, and uh, we'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Good morning, gentlemen. What are the haps? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Eight thirty-two. welcome back to the Jim Davis Show. Buckeye and Cake with you here for the next well, half hour. Then I'm going over to Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer Works for Mav Day. Jim is headed there now. He's going to go get the whole site set up, get the lay of the land, you know, what uh, big radio stations call their promotion staff. We kind of take on just ourselves. I mean, we have people who work in our promotions, but they've got... They have other jobs. They have to do. things to do that don't involve us, us yahoos. Yeah, absolutely. So we're we're just kind of... You know, the hammer and chisel, we're just kind of the tools that are in here working around. And we have a winner for Triple Play Records Stadium Cinema, if I can get to where I have my... Your magic. Yeah. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. Rocky first in the door with Brian's song, the classic Chicago Bears, uh, Brian Piccolo, Gale Sayers movie. Can I just say it would have been hilarious if you would have had Rocky as your selection and Rocky won it? That would have been great. It would have been awesome. It would have also sounded like we were, you know, cheating. Mm -hmm. But it would have been great. It would have been fantastic. uh, Rocky, congratulations. Uh, He's got a different number now, apparently. So, yeah, you know what? Let the front office take care of that. The, the ESPN, the ESPN, the four-letter. The mothership. Seth Walder from ESPN Analytics has an article nerd. on ESPN+. Plus. I'm a nerd. Uh, predicting the 32 starting quarterbacks for the 2024 season. So I'm ambushing you with this. All right, let's, let's, let's do it. Who do you think he has the Denver Broncos starting quarterback week one, 2024? Now, do you want me to just guess... First off the top of my head, or can I ask a question or two? Uh, you can do whatever. You can do both. We got a whole half hour to fill here. Okay, uh, I'm gonna for, I'm gonna pry. Is it is it a quarterback that is already currently in the league? Mm, no. Okay. So they think they're going to draft a guy. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to say it is Mr. Michael Penix Jr. No. of Washington. It is not. No, it is not. I'll give you a couple hints. Okay. His, I'm going to call him derisively, dad, is now in the Broncos division. Oh, is it J.J. McCarthy? It is Jeb Jeb McCarthy. So, not eight and nine, high water mark for the Broncos, I feel, unfortunately, if they pass. go that route for, <laughs> for J.J. McCarthy. Here's unlike, the write-up. Unlike J.J. McCarthy, pass. Yeah, exactly. Six, Even with, 60 yards in one game. He didn't have to pass at all to beat Penn State. 60 yards. Who is a pretty decent football team. Even with Russell Wilson having $39 million guaranteed, it makes sense for Denver to cut him because if they don't, they'll fully guarantee his $37 million salary next year. With the tw- number 12 pick, Denver sits in the middle of a stretch of teams, the Vikings and the Raiders. That also might be in the market for a rookie quarterback. I have Denver choosing McCarthy, though it's a bit early to accurately decipher who could go where in the middle of the first round. So since he did all 32 teams, there are a couple of other teams and a couple that he mentioned there, Minnesota, Las Vegas, that have our eye as well. But the number one team, in the draft. Numero Unio. He has. That Bears. Who? Starting for the Bears week one. This is interesting because it really could go either way. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm in the personal camp that says Justin Fields should stay the starter in Chicago and that Chicago can use that first overall pick to either take Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. or trade it to get other weapons around field so that they can build off of what they have going, which is not a bad option. Right. Had a lot of that yesterday where they could tr- trade number one and two. Right. Down to the back half of the top ten or even later and pick up multiple first and second round picks the next two years. Pretty much. That being said, um, this Seth fella. Yes. Uh, I think he has them taking Caleb Williams. He does indeed have them taking Caleb Williams. So that leaves the team that we've talked about a little bit in regards to their soon-to-be former starting quarterback. There's a hint. Soon-to-be former. Minnesota Vikings. It's not Kirk Cousins, but who? So this isn't... What I would do. Mm-hmm. It's a very divisive quarterback. Is it Baker Mayfield? It is not. Who? Um, a divisive quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's not Russ, is it? It is exactly one Are Russell J. Me? Wilson. Yes, Russell Wilson. He says, let's call this Wilson plus <laughs> Bo Nix. Wilson plus Bo. So they yeah. have both. Yes, Russell Wilson and Jared Stidham 2.0 going that's, to Minnesota. That's hilarious. So, where does that leave Kirk Cousins? Well, it's it not on the Broncos. So, we got 20, call it 20 other teams available. Give or take. Now, there's one that he's been connected to more than most of the others, but also Justin Fields is looking for a job too, right? Mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons can go one of... Four different ways? Mm-hmm. Who did the Falcons start with, according to Seth Walder of ESPN Analytics? Seth Walder of ESPN Analytics has, for the Falcons, if he has Chicago taking Caleb, I'm guessing 
that means that Justin Fields is in Atlanta. No. Really? Kirk Cousins. Kirk. Going to the Atlanta Falcons. James Tiberius Cousins, eh? Yes. Absolutely. The fact there that is uh, going to be your starting quarterback. Now we take a look at a couple other teams. Okay. You mentioned Baker Mayfield Jr. the third. Where do you believe the Tampa Bay Bucks go, according to Seth Walder? If they're smart, they keep Baker Mayfield to the best of their abilities ding, they can. Ding, 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 ding. That's go. what he has. Now, Justin Fields. Where do you feel Justin Fields ends up as a starting quarterback? See, my original guess was Atlanta, so that's mm-hmm. wrong. But he is projected as a starter. So th- Okay, so that was going to be my question. Mm-hmm. Is is he going somewhere where he's going to be a starter yes. or where he's going to be playing backup? A team that has not been mentioned yet this morning on the show. I'm going to just throw it out there because I think at some point they might come up. The Washington Commanders. No. No, they have the Washington Commanders going with Drake May. Drafting Drake May. Out of uh, South Carolina? North Carolina. North Carolina. Directional Carolina, yes. They, okay. Pittsburgh. The Steelers. The Steelers. They have... Justin Fields supplanting Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, the ghost of not dead Terry Bradshaw. And maybe Mitchell Trubisky. And probably also Mitchell Trubisky under new offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. The the Steelers may, may score some points this year, which is terrifying for my team. Well, what's our definition of points here? Is it... Touchdowns. Do we go... Okay. Yeah, the actual touchdown. Okay. Not Cleveland Brown touchdowns, which are field, field goals. So now, lastly, we know who's going to start Kansas City. We have a pretty solid idea of who's going to start in Los Angeles for the Chargers. Justin Herbert, right? Mm-hmm. That leaves the Raiders. The Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders. Who do you think ESPN has as the Raiders starting quarterback? Week 1, 2024, it is a name that... You've already said in this segment. Michael Penix Jr.? Indeed. Michael Penix Jr. Interesting that they go that right. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. And I've said it, too. I've said, I think I said it the other, the other day, Friday, that I think Michael Penix Jr., absent the injuries, mm-hmm. is probably the most pro-ready quarterback in this draft class. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I agree. His injuries are a big question mark, but I really like Michael Penix Jr. And, you know, the being left-handed thing, people are always going to judge that. But it's mm-hmm. like, come on. We've had how many years of left-handed quarterbacks that have gone on to do well in the NFL? Steve Young. Yeah. Mike Vick. Yeah, uh, pretty, Tua. pretty good track record. So a couple of the other uh, teams on here. So they have Will Levis to start for the Titans. Probably no surprise there. No shock. Geno Smith with the Seahawks because he's extended there, I believe. Mm-hmm. All the rest of them are pretty pretty obvious. The two that I don't feel are necessarily obvious, Daniel Jones starting for the Giants. They're going to go ahead and uh, recycle uh, that aluminum can. New England Patriots going rookie quarterback. Now, they have the fourth overall or third overall? They have the third overall pick, but... Uh, they say, this one says, 
Maybe the Patriots will trade down or become tantalized by X player from X university and take him with the number three overall pick. So, so they have the number three pick. Three pick. But you already have Caleb Williams, Drake mm-hmm. May. Off the board. Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr. already taken. So that leaves... Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels, indeed. Louisiana State. He is predicted to be the New England Patriots starting quarterback. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. That was a fun little exercise there. But uh, we have, speaking of fun little exercises, we have pole dancing on the way. It's going to be top five college hoops. And because it's spring training, top five Rockies that need to prove something to you. And however you can, you take that. Whether it, they actually need to prove something, maybe it's just you. Maybe you don't like Chris Bryant. Whatever. His name's going to pop up at some point. At, probably in both of ours. So that's coming up. And then we'll head off to uh, Colorado Craft Coffee and Beer on the corner of 12th Street and Glenwood Avenue here in Grand Junction for Mav Day. It's the Jim Davis Show on the team. I'm the morning guy. I have a Facebook group, 16 members. Some call it a fan page. I don't know. Oh, hell yeah. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. We got it together, didn't we? All right, coming to the stage, yeah. it's Amber. Remember, everybody, $14 Kamikaze. Let me ask you a question. Do I make you horny, baby? Do I? I mean, really, when you really sit and think about it, isn't it really, really nice? Get those dollar bills out. It's time for pole dancing. I can easily... It is indeed time for pole dancing. Top five college hoops. Top five Rockies. I need to prove something to you. We'll go with that here in a minute. Start off college hoops. I'm going to go with the number six team in the country, 21 and six, soon to be battling with the Kansases and Houstonses of the world. We'll go with the Arizona Wildcats as my number five team. I'm just going to go blow blow through my top five. Go ahead. Number four, I have the Tennessee Volunteers. I think they are a really good basketball team. Marquette's number three, because I just love me some Marquette. Have since Dwayne Wade, Tom Crean times. UConn, number two, and Houston, number one. Per don't, I don't buy it, because you cannot lose to Ohio State this year. You are not a good basketball team if you lose to Ohio State, because they are not a good basketball team. And per don't, did. So yours and my list are very similar, except nice. for one big difference. You have Perdon't. I have Perdon't. Yeah. I do not have Marquette. Oh, see, because you don't have the Marquette love. That's true. That comes with the regularity of the Jim Davis show. That's true. I have Tennessee, Purdue, Arizona, UConn, and Houston as my five through one. That's pretty good. Now it's time for five Rockies that need to prove something. All right. And again, I'll just blow through my top five. All right. And uh, we'll... Kind of, you know, give a little note and compare and contrast. I have uh, Eloris Montero. He needs to become more consistent. 243, not bad. 11 home runs, 39 RBI. He was down in the order a little bit last year, so the power and the pop and the, the RBIs aren't necessarily there. You know, all right, strikeout numbers, 111 in 85 games. That's a little high. Right. Not the worst by far, and that's to come here in the top five. So he needs to get a little bit more consistent. Number four, I have Michael Tolia. He needs to take that next step. He's been in the bigs now. He got significant playing time, over 150 plate appearances last year, 163. Yikes. But 
again, 50 strikeouts in 45 games. He didn't look overmatched, just looked like he's just not quite ready for the bigs last year. Maybe he is this year. Next two guys need to cut down on their strikeouts in a huge, huge way. Brenton Doyle, 203, 151 strikeouts. Ryan McMahon, 240 and 190. You can't strike out almost 200 times. You just, I know baseball is different now than it used to be, but that's a lot. It is, it is a lot. Especially in 152 games. They need to cut down on their strikeouts. Chris Bryant needs to be there. He yeah. needs to show up every day. He needs to play 100 games. Yeah. He needs to at least get into triple digits in games, get north of 400 at-bats, and see what you can do. Because he's got the ability to be an upper crust, upper tier player in Major League Baseball. Totally. He just doesn't have the numbers to get there. So there's my five Rockies. Need to prove something to me this year. All right, for my five, number five, and it's going to sound maybe a little surprising, but my number five is Nolan Jones. And it's not for anything he didn't do last year. It's that he did all the great stuff last year. Mm -hmm. Can he take that next step and be a upper-tier player in his second year? Or will he have maybe a sophomore slump? That's a good one. Number four are pitchers coming back from injury. Because I know there's at least one or two. And uh, Herman Marquez, mm-hmm. I think, Senzatella uh, might be one of those guys. But, you know, it's those guys, right, coming back from injury. Can you get yeah. back to the level that you were Lamberts before? Lamberts and Feltners and exactly. all those guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I'm with you. Number three, Ryan McMahon we talked about. Mm-hmm. Can he kind of take that leap in the human windmill? Yeah, exactly. Can he be the guy going forward or is he, you know, going to falter? Number two for me is Austin Gomber. If for no other reason, then even though we are, what now, three years removed from the Nolan Arenado trade, yeah, he still has to me, to me prove that he was still worth it. He's the face in purple for this trade. I agree with you. Yeah. And then number one for me, Chris Bryant, you're, you're making that much money. And, and look, injuries are injuries and they suck and we don't wish mm-hmm. that on anyone. But man, you've got to prove yourself coming back for this you've got to prove yourself you have to have at least an we we people think we give russ a pass based on the money he makes he had an average season yeah and the team around him was not that good chris bryant at least needs to get to average i don't expect 150 games out of chris bryant right at this point he's north of 30 but you at least need to play average baseball when you're in there and you need to be in there at least half the time and he just hasn't been so there's our top five Rockies that need to prove something to us tonight. Yes. They don't need to prove anything to us because they're pretty damn good. They're fun to watch. The CMU Mavericks women's basketball team, 16-4 and four in the RMAC, 22-5 overall. They are on the road at the last place team in the RMAC, 3-23, 1-19 in conference play. And yesterday, even though it's a Mav day coming up in about 10 minutes, yesterday we had a chance to talk with Taylor Wagner on the Jim Davis Show. Talking Colorado Mesa women's hoops with Mavs coach Taylor Wagner on the team. And with us right now on the team line, Maverick women's basketball coach Taylor Wagner joins us. Taylor, good morning. How are you? Good. How you doing? Always uh, great to talk with you. Great weekend for your basketball team. You get the sweep at New Mexico Highlands, also at uh, CSU Pueblo. And, uh, for Laura Gutierrez, she reaches a thousand points uh, in her career 
uh, with that victory in New Mexico Island. She played so well against them when you hosted them at Brownson Arena. Didn't have quite as good a game as that night, but still a pretty good game. Uh, she she had 11 points. She hit three threes to get to 1,000 points in her career and also uh, lead your team to a victory against the Cowgirls. Yeah, we're happy for her. You know, I know uh, that was a big deal for her, and she's playing really well for us. So, you know, we're glad that right now she's kind of playing at a high level and hitting her shots, and, and uh, we need her to kind of continue to do that throughout the season. Well, the the usual suspects, though, stepped up, and uh, most notably uh, Olivia Reed, along with Laura. But uh, Olivia Reed, 22 points in that game. Uh, she uh, also hit a couple of threes for your basketball team. But uh, Olivia, with uh, 10 out of 11 from the field, um, she she did in just 21 and a half minutes of playing time. So pretty productive, pretty efficient when she was on the floor against the Cowgirls on Friday. Yeah, I mean, I was so proud of her. You know, she came out, she set the tone. I think the first shot she missed, and then from there on out, she made every shot and just really kind of dominated. Uh, you know, the girls were looking for her, and she made some great moves and um, just had a great weekend for us for both nights and uh, is really stepping up and being a great leader for us. Well, and she backed that up with a 14-point performance against uh, CSU Pueblo the following night in a 62 62- to 47 victory and so with that win taylor your team jumps uh, to the top in the armac standings uh, adam state uh the only team of that group that, that has a win against you and you're only meeting and they have to go on the road one of their matchups is, is at uh, cover school of mines this weekend but uh, your team at the top of the conference standings and a good spot to be uh, heading into the final two games of the regular season yeah i mean we've been working for this all year long and i'm just glad we're in a position where we're at and we kind of control our own destiny and you know with the with the two games coming up one tomorrow and and then western on saturday um you know the worst we can do is tie for an armac championship and that'd be awesome for this team and everything they put in we've gotten better throughout the year and and i can just tell there's a different sense for them they're a little more hungry than they've been and so i'm excited for these next couple of weeks Taylor Wagner, coach of the Maverick Queens basketball team with us. One of the keys to getting that win at CSU Pueblo was was controlling Alicia Little, and you guys did that really uh, pretty much shut her out in the entire second half of that game on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, we kind of talked at halftime. She had 16 points in 10. We, like, we've got to control her a little bit more. She was getting, you know, just keeping extra possessions going and, Really, she'd out-jump everybody or tip it to a teammate. And, and so I felt like the second half we did a better job on her and kind of limiting her touches and, and keeping her off the glass. She just is such a dynamic player and, and impacts the game every single way. So um, our girls really kind of clamped down. And our defense this weekend was great. I mean, from field goal percentage to what we held them to scoring-wise, uh, they're stepping up and, and playing you know, like it's like it's February and late February and March. So I'm glad we've kind of got to that point. We're really trust. They're trusting themselves too on on the defensive end that they can do things and and be able to you know play on ball, play off ball. You know, we talk about playing in special situations and then recovering, and they're doing it at all levels right now. 